haven't even. Oh, I should have tuned it first. It's alright. It's alright. What are you saying? You want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm flopping this week, people. I'm not going to lie. Um, what's the date? We got Friday, 30th of October. Fucking hell, mate. October, you know. Mm-hmm. When did we put our first episode? First episode was like july in it 19th of july i think or the 9th of july 2020 yeah yeah damn three months on i saw i saw i'm about to a question that sounds so uninformed but like you know i just, I just want to reiterate what episode are we on now we're on episode eight cheese cheese did you cheese. hear that episode eight no i'm saying we're on episode eight of the free bros podcast what they let us out of gear? They let us out of gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man, it's been a it's been a good one. It's a, it's a nice evening, what Friday evening. It's like seven forty-two. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know yeah, what time it is wherever you're at, where you're listening. But welcome again, welcome again. Thank you for for ugh, wow, can't talk right off the bat. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in again. Do you know what I'm saying? I was kind of slacking on the guitar a little bit earlier, but. Yeah, bro. Nah, bro. I was just in my. Sorry, I was gonna say I was in my feelings, man. <laughs> Yo, listen, guys. We just hear. Actually, first of all, yeah. First of all, <laughs> first, first, first of all, pause. Yeah, first of all, um, go ahead. I wonder, what are you guys sipping on? What are you guys sipping on today? I say that to say, yeah, because when I said I'm just in my feelings, I'm sipping on some Shiraz red wine. Hank's got himself some. Yo, listen, my guy tried to give me some red wine. So no, he didn't give me red wine. You gave <laughs> no, me. No. Nah, I need to read. I need to read your name again. Listen, yeah. L- listen to how this guy reads out the name of the wine. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy tried to give me gooseberry bush. <laughs> when you say it like that it sounds mad gooseberry bush when you say it like wine. that it sounds crazy <laughs> bro no look it has distinct aromas of gooseberries and cut grass listen to that a long complex palette of tropical fruits actually forget that firstly it says cut grass what's the problem I don't really like the smell of cut grass yeah but you don't know the taste of cut grass though with a hint of gooseberry and some fermented white wine, white grapes. That sounds like a pretty decent taste to me, man. Okay, maybe I'm just being a bit too picky in it, but <laughs> like I had a sip and I was like, nah, that is not it. So for, yeah, for those of the wine heads out there, we're trying to trying to Friday night vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, me, um, I prefer. I don't know. It would, I would love to know what you guys, what your favorite wines are. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. We went. Yeah, we were saying we meant to ask people that, man. Like, yeah, if you got any favorite wines, let us know, man. Let us know what your I don't know. Like, I don't, do do people do, do people still like just have a drink in the evening? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's healthy, man. Yeah, man. Jeez. Have a little like a glass of wine a day. They say don't don't hurt. You know what I'm saying everything in moderation. Take it time. Take it time. I would say my so mine is like Sauvignon Blanc. That's what I tried to, I tried to bless Hank's uh, taste buds with this beautiful South African Sauvignon Blanc, and the guy only only. <laughs> yeah, he said it. Bush. <laughs> So if you if you like a Sauvignon Blanc, savvy B, as they say from where my ends, then, then let us know. But what's yours, bro? Yours yours is the red, isn't it? Oh yeah, no, mine's like red. Like I've realised, I'm just I'm red wine all the way. Like like rosés, rosés okay. You know, like rosés. I probably I'll probably sip on rosé, um, instead of white wine. But like my, like my favourite to go to. Rosés for them lazy them lazy them lazy nights out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know you, what I mean? You don't want to commit fully. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But yeah, nah. The, mine, mine's def, is death or red. I've been hooked on the. Um, I've been put onto not hooked on. I've been put onto the 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 Marbec still. Um, however, today I'm sipping some Shiraz. Um, but I'd say the Marbec is my is my favorite. Like because they got that. I think Shiraz got different variations as well. But there's a there's a Marbec flavor. I think it's the. Um, uh, uh, the barefoot was it the barefoot one? Do you like barefoot? 
Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, that one it was it was okay. It was okay. There was I had a bottle before, and it was um like the number one on the bottle. It says like um like the number one Marbeck or something like that. Mm. That that one was actually pretty good. That one's better mm. than the barefoot one. Mm. Um, but it, just, it had like a really cool taste. Like it's not it doesn't have as the bitter taste as Shiraz. But I don't really um I don't really eat red meat myself. But if I did eat red meat, um I would I'm be dead. drinking every time I did drink it. I, oh, but. I was gonna say I'd have it with my Malbec, but I just remembered the Malbec with the um with my spag bowl is legendary. That was a vibe. It's legendary. Oh come on, man! Go let it sizzle, soak up in there. But no, Malbec is nice with like a good roast lamb, I'd imagine, mm. or roast beef or something like that. Um. Oh, you mean like cooking with it? Yeah, no, like eating it. Oh, it? okay, so okay, 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 okay. Drinking it while I, you know, I, I drinking it while yeah, while yeah, okay, okay. It, yeah. Mad. Cause I, I thought you were talking about like like cooking it with it. But said, then I said let it sizzle. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, did I? I can't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, I say in the in the spag bowl, let it sizzle in the in the spag bowl for a bit. When you pour it in the spag bowl, let it marinate, not marinate, but you know, get soaked up in there for a good like 10, 20 minutes. But with as a dinner, like as a drink for for dinners, nice bit of lamb shoulder. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? Lamb if shoulder, you know. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the reason why I don't really drink red wine anymore because I don't really eat red meat. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Maybe. Fair enough. And to be, I mean, I don't really, I, I didn't really have it like on the side like that while I was eating. Do you know what I mean? Like mine was just more like a casual thing. Um, um, accompanied with some of that red wine, you can, of your choosing, slap on some jazz. Damn. Do you know what I mean? Listen, I swear to you, that's another reason I was in my feelings, man. You lot, listen. Listen, yeah. The YouTube algorithms bless me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because I can't remember what song, what song were we playing before. Bruh. We were playing some Usher. Yeah, man. We were playing some Usher and then it just switched to this. Do you know what I mean? You but, yeah. have to come. Literally. Um, and then imagine, yeah, it just went straight to jazz. It's, it's mad. Um, but yeah, if you got like 40 minutes of your life, like check out this is an album called Windflower. Came out in 1978. Windflower by Herb Ellis and Remo Palmier. Yeah, Herb Ellis and Remo Palmier. If you just type in Windflower Herb Ellis, um, yeah, it would just it would just come up. Like, if you can't be asked to type in the whole thing, do you know what I mean? But literally, like that song, bro. Oh my days! <coughs> I wish we what on on the B side, uh, Stardust. Oh my days! I wish we could play music on here without getting copyright. Maybe one day, maybe. <laughs> Fuck the copyright, man. Like, <laughs> free bros. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm a free bro. I need to care about your laws, mate. No, I don't, nah, really, don't want to go down. Um. <laughs> It's probably <laughs> it's probably good to introduce ourselves. Well, this is um, did you say episode eight? Are we on episode eight, Free Bros yeah, Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm RJ. Hank. Oh yeah, I didn't even do that. Yeah, Hank. It don't matter. I'm pretty sure you know by now. Come but yeah, it's come. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you know cool. me by now. Yeah, you know me by now. <laughs> but yeah, now it's Hank here, and we're with my boy RJ, man. Yeah, man. We're about to. We're just gonna um. When you said if we can borrow you for forty minutes, I was saying that's almost what we're gonna what we're gonna do today. Yeah, we're gonna try to keep it. Keep it sweet. Like we said it last time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say 40 minutes plus X. Let's say a lot of Added time. Do you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Do you um, know what I mean? So I thought you'd say something. But... Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't still. All right. So this is, uh, yeah. So episode eight, we're, we're going to run it today. We've got a couple, couple of things that we just wanted you on to throw out there. Bounce off of each other and see really what, what you, the audience, think as well. First of all, we're going to start talking about um, this free school meal situation with Boris and and Marcus Rashford, Boris v Marcus Rashford. That's a match I never thought I'd see in <laughs> <laughs> What a crazy year! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna to touch on that for a minute. Then uh, we're Marcus gonna... is up right now, still. Of course. If they, I, I don't think that it's possible to be minus in football, but Boris is on like minus twenty, bro. Like I don't know, how he's gonna catch up. Oh, you will. He yeah, will. yeah, yeah. He's got that. Anyway, 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 we'll anyways, anyways, yeah. Um, then something that I, that um. To be honest, we're we're still very much learning about um this end the the end SARS movement that's taking a place SARS in, uh, SARS and SARS sorry yeah. that's taking a place in in I don't know why I keep on saying taking a place <laughs> taking Take place in Nigeria we're gonna touch on that um and then uh so when this episode comes out what would be the first of November <clears throat> it will be the lead up to Remembrance Sunday um so we are gonna. Uh, take a little step through time, basically. Go on a little talk, a history talk about black soldiers of World Wars One and Two, um, and it being a uh, Guy Fawkes coming up as well. Maybe just 
pause and think about you know maybe reframing Guy Fawkes in 2020 of all years but um but yeah no without further ado uh bro this situation with Marcus Rashford the free school mills on Boris what are your sorry, what are your uh, thoughts on it sorry if we if we roll up if everyone roll up in the Guy Fawkes mask it will be peak. <laughs> okay. Well, people did in June. Some people. Hey, yeah. listen, man. They, they, the people out here, they, it's like no one knows what the fuck's going on. But anyways, yeah. Would you ask me, bro? Sorry to say it again. So yeah, so so um, Boris Johnson uh, and the free school meal situation. So basically, my, my thoughts are, um, what's happened is, in the summer, yeah, so obviously this pandemic's been going on since March now, right? And in the summer, there was a system in place. Well, actually, in March, the government the government promised that they would put a system in place where they would um, provide free school meals to school children while they were away from school because normally they would be, get them in their lunches, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously in lockdown, that wasn't going to be possible. So they said that they would deliver it to them um, and they would fund it or they would fund it via vouchers. Mm. Um, first problem was that it was late. They were actually late to provide that. But in the end, by July, like I think most people on free school meals in the country were, were getting these vouchers sent to them. Yeah. Um, I think they were emailed out to people and then you could use it to go and buy food in lieu of the free school meals that you'd be getting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then by the end of July, I guess that the economic like ramifications of the pandemic started to make itself obvious to everybody. And it was clear that for a lot of people, they wouldn't be able to get back into work and stuff. Um, and there was a campaign uh, led by 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 uh, Marcus. Ra- what team does he play for, bro? Man United. Man United. Yeah, that's a mad question, you know. <laughs> that's a mad. <laughs> hey, nah, Do you know what? Do you know what? That's so because I knew you. Were, I know you're not joking as well. I know you're not just saying that. My guy actually doesn't watch football. Fully. That's mad. I tried a couple of times, but. That's another conversation. Yeah, that's another another conversation anyway, another so, so Marcus Rashford um, led this campaign uh, in in real triumphant like style, like um, a very successful campaign um, for the government to fund these free school meals, and they did so reluctantly. Right now, we're here in October, where more people have been laid off. Um, you know, in London, like the percentage of people that are like um, on some form of some form of benefit has basically doubled since the start of the pandemic. In other words, people are much more poorer. Families in this country and the city are much more poorer. Um, it would make sense for, you'd think, for the government to then step in and provide some kind of safety net for the kids because um, they need it, bro. Like, there are children that are going hungry because they're missing out on basic, yeah, basic yeah. meals. Marcus Rashford pops up again with the intention of getting the government to, 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 to provide some funding to the to children. And they've said no. And they've said no. And it's not They said no. They've said no. But they've they've de- they've denied access to it. Um Wait, because I the what I heard about it wait, is that an up is that an update? Yeah, yeah, as of this week. Because what I heard about it was that it, he actually did it. Or or was it that if he was he was organizing it? No man. So it says Boris, Boris Johnson refuses to move on school meal vouchers. That's as of three days ago. It's so recent, the guy's wearing a poppy. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> That's recent. Boris Johnson has defended his refusal to extend free school meals for children in England over the half-term holiday, saying he was very proud of the government support so far. This, But you know the crazy thing, yeah? It would cost 60, I think... Let me see. It would cost, you know, maybe like 20... 20 million, I think, to fund this, right? I think it costed 60 million or something like that in the summer. But this government has that money available. The track and trace, you see the track and trace system that isn't working at the moment? Of course, obviously. That's costed 12 billion. 12 billion? 12 billion. Boy, that's a big B, you know. So this is, this is it's like a choice that they're making. It's, it's crazy. It's, and, and it's a choice that they're making because in their heads, they believe, I don't know, that if you have children on one day, then suddenly you're always going to be able to fund them. But my concern, my concern with this situation is that what I feel like, bro, I feel like we have on our, on our hands a lost, a lost generation of young people. I feel right. like um, the, the social consequences of first the initial lockdown and the economic fallout that we're witnessing at the moment is going to be felt hardest um, by our young people because there are safety nets like this that they do not have that is not being provided for them. I don't know how they expect children with hungry bellies to sit down and, and, focus, and focus in class. In class, bro, ain't, ain't that the same thing that um when um Sneed, Sneed was on the 
what's in need Enid yeah, Enid yeah, was, yeah, on, yeah. was on the was on the, the podcast and she was talking about like, exactly. there's kids out there actually and then that's that link to the whole country lands thing that I didn't even know about do you know what I mean the county lines county lines I yeah, keep calling yeah. it country but yeah county lines do you know what I mean where kids actually get caught to just go go make a quick you know what I'm saying go make some quick peas and they get caught up kids are getting up getting raped and shit so it's like it's like man it's, it's and it, it all links it's crazy how it all links isn't it because what we're gonna so the kids see how in episode four we were talking about education 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 yeah, yeah. and we mentioned how um we didn't mention it but we spoke about how like obviously the algorithm messed up a lot of children and i don't know if you knew but if you saw but it was mostly like poorer children or children from poorer schools that were historically not performing as well as private schools that got messed up by this algorithm the most right okay so and a lot of children in those kind of schools haven't been like during lockdown weren't really going to school properly. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. uh, th- there's a direct correlation between like poverty and lack of access to like lockdown learning. There was a yeah, direct correlation yeah. to it. So these same children that were missing out on learning then are now being disadvantaged further. And what I feel like we're seeing in a in a way that I don't know. I don't remember seeing this before. I don't know if it's because I'm older or I'm more aware of these things, but it's like I can just see the gap between rich and poor just getting wider, getting wider and, and wider, wider and wider, wider. by yeah. this pandemic. Every it's, single bro, it's, day. It's crazy. Like if you, you've been in a pandemic, if you're in a certain economic situation, I think I remember um, economic situation. If you're in a certain financial situation, um, and I think I'm, I remember mentioning this um, on, on a previous episode, um, your experience is completely different. Your experience, if you're... You know, that's how people get mad at celebrities complaining about like they're bored. Do you know what I mean? And and bro, it, it's it's actually nuts. Do you know what I mean? And it it goes to show like what does it stand like what what's the future gonna look like for the youth? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's crazy about that though? Um, even though I just said that, I don't wanna like it is it is a peak situation, and I don't really want to have a like a negative viewpoint of it even though it really is negative let me actually explain what i mean i feel like sometimes in times of turmoil um you get things that are great that will emerge from it do you know what i mean um i don't i don't particularly know what that thing is gonna be but i feel like Especially as young people, you know, they always say that like, we got so much energy and bro, like, we got all this creativity and, and do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when, when they even try to put a stop on the arts when it's like design is design actually rules the world. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It makes this world go around. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you want to, bro, you want to build, you want a bank, you need someone to build a bank. You need an architecture. You need someone to design the mechanisms in there. So you need someone to create that kind of stuff. And it's almost like, I feel like the youth is just going to be like, oh, fuck this. I can't trust these lot. I'm going to just pave away for myself. Yeah, I'm going to just have to do what, I'm going to just have to do whatever. Do you whatever do and just, whatever do you know what I mean? make it work. Which, which, which can be negative. Of but then I feel like in, in a sense, it might, it, it might empower a lot of people. Well, uh, we hope we hope that that we will hope, happen. Yeah. But the, the sad reality is that for a lot of people, it will force them further into poverty or crime. Like yeah. a lot of young people, yeah. like like, do you know what I'm saying? For every one person who will have the strive and and the res- not to say that anybody's more or less, for every one person who can make a success out of that situation, still there'll be others sadly who are going to be lost. And, and I feel like we're, as I said, we're fucking we're living through a lost. This it's like a lost generation. The promises that 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 were made to them, like they're not being kept in terms of what society can provide for them. And I, in terms of what you're saying as well, I think mate, I, I feel like we should be asking questions about what our future society should look like. This this pandemic should be raising questions like, Not for real. Do, should we be funding free school? Should we now? Should it? Should the government just be funding school meals like for the poorest children all throughout the year, regardless of school term or not? Like like, because clearly something's wrong, and it would be it would be, what's the word? Delusional to say that all of these parents are unable to maintain their finances. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not that. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's not that. It's that it's difficult to live in this country yeah. and people are not able to feed their children. So like, so w- what do we need to do differently? Because we can't be living in the sixth richest economy 
and there's kids coming into school with no food that haven't eaten. That's a residual effect. Like how they, you know, poor education leads to uh, how, how is that person going to turn out? Do you know what I mean? They haven't, they haven't got the facilities to, to elevate themselves, you know. Um, you know, one, one, one sick thing is that the, there's a lot of information out there. You know, we have the internet. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like in terms of, uh, I mean, that's one resource I guess we can, we can count on. You know, it's having information, but in terms of like, uh, I don't know, capital or things that are tangible. In that sense, we we um will lack, will lack. You know. So I was going to say, I suppose in the interim, we'd have to start seeing how we can provide and look after those, provide those safety nets within our communities. Yeah, like donating to food banks, offering our services. It's great, like the restaurants and stuff that are offering meals as well, because. We clearly can't always rely on the government to help us. We nah, gotta, bro. Gotta do it's, that shit for ourselves, bro. It's as I, a community, and I think that's what showed a lot of people. That showed a lot of people that it's um that we literally you can't you well no you can't but it's it's probably not gonna be in your best interest to put all your faith in the government. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at how they're Fuck just the look at how they're handling everything, man. Like, and I don't want to be one. I don't want to be one of them people that's like. Oh fuck the government and fuck Boris. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like I, I just, I just feel like, you know, you have the financial capacity to do better, money and, you're, and you're choosing. It just, it just yeah, feels like the choices money. are just not. And you are more stingy, so. Yeah, it's just you're just not prioritized. It's choices, like, man. It's choices. It's choices. It's choices. You know what I'm Life's about choices, it's and they're making choices. some pretty bad choices. Which can I just pluck? Oh, God, I want to fucking because you know what? At the same time, like they're allowing money to run through the city that we live in. Like it's absolute. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing, bro. The casino. Do you remember the casino? Yeah, yeah, bro. <sighs> Listen, yeah, guys. In my area, driving, to, <laughs> driving to 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 prior to this podcast I stumbled across a casino that's popped up literally in the last seven days and I've I've never been so it really really pissed me off because I think it's, it says a lot after everything that we've just discussed of everything that's going on somebody's made a choice to open up a casino a fucking casino in one of the poorest boroughs in London in the in the uh, uh, a fucking casino a casino and as I drove past, I see these flipping people standing outside taking pictures. Taking, bro. bro. Like, I don't know, man. That, they, that bro, really they, they got the whole, they, well they got the whole entrance with like balloons and flags and it's looking all like, do you know what I mean? Bro, and, and, in, and in a time where, you know, people are down on their luck, like some people are going to be looking, bro, people are already buying the lotto. Do you know what I mean? People are already buying, like people are already betting. They're already, you know, there's already that problem there. And then you come and you open a, a, a casino people are vulnerable right now and that's what you decide to do, do, you know do what I mean? as your business predators. Venture. that says a lot about you predators so fuck you whoever that is that's over the casino yeah no for real street, fuck, fuck you, you bro get the fuck out man that's actually nuts yeah that's mad that's actually nuts I'm, ha- I'm happy um, you touched on that yeah because um, when we were driving past yeah we saw that as well we're just like what Absolutely that's so nice. nice. Um, you bet you mentioned something earlier bro about information and about the ease of it and it kind of leads us on to the next topic that we wanted to kind of to discuss, which is the NSARS movement. Um, now, I'll admit, this is something that I'm very much still learning about and I, and I still don't fully understand it, to be honest with you. I've been trying to take the time, the time out. <clears throat> but uh, SARS is the Nigerian Special Anti-Robbery Squad. And it appears to be the case that for some time now, they've been going on with some... Um, they've been engaging in police brutality basically they're a corrupt police force <laughs> why am I beating around the bush they're a corrupt police force and they've been beating up um, and attacking Nigerians for some time I do not fully understand exactly what's the spark or the reason why things have happened now but I, I would say in li- linking to what you mentioned about information and, and how easily it spreads in this day and age I think it's, 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 it says a lot about where we are now and the power of the diaspora and the power of the internet and how it has democratized the world that we're able to sit now and access and discuss something that probably would have been going on for some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, 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 from what I see, uh, the, the protesters, 
so the president the president of Nigeria Buhari he uh, ordered the disbandment is that a word? I, I just think, yeah, 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 I believe so. He ordered the disbandment or disbanding or dissolve dissolution. Dissolution. There you go. Okay. Right. <laughs> we in there. Yeah. <laughs> dictionary <laughs> anyway he, he ordered the um the dissolution of um of this unit <clears throat> in response to the protests um but what a lot of people are saying is that they were basically just rebranded and renamed and they're still going to go on the same shenanigans there was a case where 20 people or something were killed that's what we were talking about earlier right 20 people well, in, the, in the shooting protesters yeah, when, when, when they just pulled up on the protesters yeah yeah, yeah, yeah bro did you know a and weeks back it's actually it's actually, bro, it's actually crazy. It's actually crazy, bro. And, and what's, what's so mad is like a, a lot of, a lot of things that you see that are going on in the world, there's there's actual like video footage. There's actually like visuals to match all of these stories. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And seeing it. In Lagos, it was the 20th see, October. Sorry, yeah. Now just seeing it makes it even more, like right now I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit hot. I'm, I'm kind of like tingling a bit because I'm just thinking like just as human beings bro how can you how can you have it in your head just as a human fam to roll up on people who have no guns they're just they're, they're protesting they're using their voice how can you have it in your being as a human to literally open fire on the crowd and that, that was in Lagos, right? Yeah. Now, do you know what's, what's interesting is that what's, a, what's come up recently is that this unit... <laughs> I laugh, it really isn't funny. This unit is, was trained by uh, British security forces, basically. Wow, I'm not surprised. <sighs> this, like... Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I swear, they, said, they, said, they said that the government was forced to admit that. Yeah, this one because they don't they don't like to talk. Yeah, this government like, doesn't like to talk about how like the defense industry and how they export like the death of millions of innocent black and brown people around the world and how it's one of the largest manufacturing sectors of their economy. They they like to brush it brush aside. Brush it to the side. You know, man. They, they don't like to talk about the fact that the, the chemical weapons used in Syria were built in British factories and sold to them, or Why? that that the flipping tear gas that Trump uses was made in the UK. They don't they they they, they forget they're about hush, that. Hush. They forget they're about very, very hush, forget hush, about the you know? details. Forget about the minor details with Fucking their little gentlemen agreements but they're out here training Africans to kill Africans now we have to put some agency on the people that are holding bullets their brothers and sisters clearly there's some yes. kind of nuance that we don't understand but yeah. what the fuck man yeah yeah and I said you treat boy and I, I feel you know in in terms of that as well um, hmm. in terms of the actual solution um, me sitting right here, um, I, 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 bro, it's like for a lot of things that's going on in the world. Like I don't, I don't really know like what even to, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But I, I know that, I know that money somehow rules. Money has more of a voice than actual humans, <laughs> which is so sad. Do you know what I mean? So, um, how do we help the people in 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 um in Nigeria? Oh, man, send peas. Yeah, bro. I feel like I feel like you know the 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 people like who, who are who are who are able to. Do you know what I mean? To yes. to actually help out. Do you know what I mean? And and the the people who might not be in that financial position, like bro, like we like just spreading that word, spreading that education about it because bro, that's actually nuts. That's actually that's actually ridiculous. Um, uh, when we when we recorded our pilot. It was in light of like the Black Lives Matter um, protests that were taking place across America and in this country as well, and we were talking about how um, we like we you and I often take great pride in talking about how our generation um, is is different in terms of the information that's available, yeah. the, the knowledge that we have, uh, you know, and how easily it is for us to transfer and, and express yeah. that, and also the platforms that we have as well, yeah. um, which we have to say like our previous generations didn't always have. Yeah. We we were we were reminded. Um, I want to make sure I get his name right by by Doctor Roots TV, uh, a couple of episodes ago. Um, we were reminded by Doctor Roots TV or Mister Roots TV. Uh, 
Gonna find out the right name in just a second for you guys. Um, how in some ways what we're living through now isn't necessarily new, you know, because there always is like a, or there, or there always has been like a, a, a core resistance like against against these kind of forces. But in some ways, I feel like um in Nigeria especially again there is something different because you know Nigeria has like the fastest um number of young people like in the world basically like the propor the proportion of like under forties or whatever in Nigeria. It's growing faster than almost anywhere else in the world. And and they basically will sway the balance in terms of the population in, in the very, very near future. Oh. So imagine the mobilization. Imagine what I'm thinking, like, what implications is that going to have for society and the power and who holds power within it? Do you get what I'm saying? Because many of these people are also unemployed as well. Mm. Right? And I'm just thinking, like, the potential that they have to enforce something to hold the government to account to engage in like civil disobedience to stop the status quo we've, we've kind of seen just the start of it yeah um and they already seem to be getting concessions from the government they already seem to be you know the, the president already seems to be um moving some leeway but you know history tells us that it's at these kind of moments where they expect these kind of movements to back down and be quiet because they've been given yeah, one concession yeah. from the powers that be, so that should be enough to quiet them down. Especially as young people as well, it's no doubt that people would be looking at them as like some kind of like idol, um, you know, like idealistic or ideologues. But they just they got to keep the, up the pressure, man. Yeah, that's it, man. We got to keep the keep the pressure up, man. I love how everyone's. I wouldn't say everyone, like a lot of people, are holding the government accountable. Not even just the government in Nigeria, but even the government here. Do you know what I mean? Be like, you lot on some shit. You lot are actually fucking up. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think, that's, I think that, bro, that's what we take. And a lot of that is coming from the youth as well. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, especially like what we talked about before, just like going forward with what it looks like for the, the, the youth of the future. Um, like us realising we can't really depend on the government. I think, bro, <laughs> I think that pressure... Would bro, I think if, if but imagine we start our own government, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Be like, bro, fuck these lot, man. They they actually don't know what they're doing. Yeah, we're gonna have certain type of leaders in our like to represent us, and we're gonna demand things when when we want it. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like they need they need people for their businesses to function, like everything that and, and this is what they don't. I, I don't know what do you know. What? They do realize it, but they do a good job of distracting you from that fact right they need the actual people actual actual people to be i mean until they make robots do you know what i mean but like when's when's that gonna happen do you know what i'm saying but like as it stands right now they need the actual people to make these industries function critical mass i look at it saying 200 million people in nigeria more than 60 percent of them are under the age of 24 whoa say that again 200 million people more than 60 60 percent of them are under the age of 24 oh my god and the majority of those work of sorry the majority of those of working age do not have formal employment and there are few opportunities to get a good education hey listen so mobilize the youth I, Mobi I, yeah let's mobilize the youth if they're talking about energy yeah, yeah, yeah. basic level energy of physics what? physics <laughs> <laughs> physics yeah physics <laughs> How much potential energy is there in that number of people to squeeze the government by the balls and get what the fuck they want? Or even, as you said, just to completely disband them? Yeah. It's worth thinking about, isn't Bro, it? like this, like, like we spoke about with this, the amount of information that's out there, I feel like people look into the right information and educate themselves and empower themselves. You realise there's a lot of things that, as, as an individual, you can do on your own now imagine if everyone actually comes together and works towards certain common goals do you know what i mean bro what are and you they, mad they also need to kick out the foreign interferers as well i was listening to um i, I like um fucking what's the guy's name burner boy yeah. yeah 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 his album african giant i cannot remember the song yeah but there's a bit of the song where um it's introduced by a small uh, description of the Royal Niger Company mm. and how basically uh, the British government <clears throat> set up a world charter 
for this company to buy a plot of land, for a Niger company to buy a plot of land in Nigeria and start um, exporting resources out of it. Um, and, and it remained that way until it became like a protector or whatever. And then, um, but the company still stayed there within Nigeria. Um, and in the, in the end of the description, it's like, oh, that company still exists today as Unilever. Mm. Wait, um, as what? Unilever. Okay, okay. Which you'll probably buy things from. But I don't know, I'm just reminded of the fact that there, there are always like... There's always remnants always of always hands yeah, yeah, there's in always, the pie. Yeah, there's always... Gotta kick, they're going to get a knife and chop those hands chop off. Chop those man. hands off, and man. And start redistributing the wealth and knowledge among the people. There we go. And forget about all of that shit. Shell's probably up in there as well, because you know Nigeria has very large oil reserves. Yeah, yeah. Their vested interests... Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <mobilizing laughs> Their vested you, interests need we to got be the completely energy. disrupted. Something to think about. We got the energy, man. Right. We've got the energy, bro. We've got the energy and the time to do it. Do you know what? Do you know that thing that we spoke about in um uh, my previous episode? Maybe it was off air, yeah. When it was um, I think it was with uh Karl Marx. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was on the, on the podcast. I think that was episode five. What are we gonna call it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was um he th- th- there was this point he had about like things not being able to change because of how many different generations it's it's spread across. Do you know what I mean? You've got one generation that's basically let's say the the sixty and plus, like they've they've lived through it, they've you know, they've been a part of the 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 creation of it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? or the or the, the maintenance of it, whatever it is. Then you got the generation underneath them that's currently in that same thing, like they're they're going through it and then you've got the younger generation who is being taught they're basically being taught it do you know what i mean like taught those habits and behaviors like we're talking about, um, we're talking about racism mm. do you know what i mean like you've got the young generation who's taught these these things so if we if you're talking about mobilizing the youth mm. and the youth having so much energy and time mm. if we do that yeah as we're getting older we're teaching the younger ones as well and do you know what I'm thinking as well yeah linking to what you're saying about information yeah. perhaps maybe where information is so much more freely available than what Karl Marx imagined because remember you know some people say that not everything he got was right yeah so if we, if we say what he said yeah and then like add like the 21st century flip like yeah touch yeah, to yeah, it, yeah 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 perhaps the wider availability of information means that that process could happen in could even actually faster happen. time do you know I mean something to consider let's, let's, let's get our own libraries you know what I'm saying? Let's make some lab. Let's like the black book shopping. Yeah, 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 let's get let's get our let's get our own. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's Ooh, there is actually. Let's make it. Hold on, let me just double check the name quickly. Um, at this, what's it called? At this is book. Blo- at this is book club. <laughs> let me let me fucking try that one more time. <laughs> at what was that? This is book club underscore. All right. Um, this is a, a basically an online black bookshop. Uh, but you should check out in the name of what we just said because you'll find some things on there, fiction yeah. and non-fiction that, that you may well enjoy. Yeah, not for real. Um, fuck, you know. Right, bro. So. <laughs> yeah. When this episode comes out, it's going to be uh, the week leading up to Remembrance Sunday. So what I wanted to do... <laughs> I'm taking this <laughs> seriously. <laughs> What I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about um, basically the black soldiers of World War One and World War Two, and just kind of shine a light on a story that um, maybe is not always like heard about or recognised kind of thing. Um, starting with World War One, really. Uh, la, la la la. So basically, throughout like World War One, yeah, the British Army was supported by three million um, soldiers from across the continent, from across the Commonwealth. Sorry. Um, because obviously, like places like the, um, Jamaica and other parts of the Caribbean, you know, were still very much part of the part of the British Empire. Asia as well, yeah. um, Africa too. You know, Ni- Nigeria. Yeah. As we just said, they were all part of the British Empire, and they all committed some troops um, to the war effort. Um, from where we're from, from the Caribbean, uh, it was fifteen thousand soldiers. They became part of the of the West Indies Regiment. Um, and they volunteered from across the Caribbean and they worked to support Britain um, in Europe uh, in the First World War. Um, most of them, uh, 
served in France, Italy, Africa, and the Middle East. But um, it was weird. We were discussing this. We were discussing this earlier. How um, basically uh, at the time the soldiers thought that they were coming to Europe to kind of like fight for their mother country. You know, they they had that kind of very romanticized view of like Britain and 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 the relationship between. Um, Britain and themselves as, as colonies as not colonies sorry as subjects of the empire yeah, 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 um, yeah. that's so crazy you say that because that's, that, that's how it is in Jamaica right now do you think it's still like that um, actually maybe not still like that but when I was there yeah. that's exactly how it was that's absolutely mad that's exactly well, that's exactly how it was everyone looked so? at Britain like it, it's, it, it's, it was cons- it was seen as a complete different light then like you know people just go America you just yeah. be in America if yeah. you go England they're like raw <laughs> you've what you're in England bro I remember people people, people um, saying to me like bro your mum is in England yo you must be you're rich you're a rich boy Chisholm Chisholm you're a rich boy man yeah? mad. you're mad at your England raw bro but yeah sorry sorry to cut you it's cool no it's, 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 it's and it links to what we were discussing in episode six as well in terms of these things you know and what you just said with Marx as well in terms of these things filtering down the generations yeah. do you know what I'm saying like it is I guess it wouldn't be surprising for that to still be alive um, so so they came over here thinking that they were you know going to be treated well um, but they weren't um, we kind of as I said like we discussed this as well like so so what actually happened is most of them weren't actually allowed on the front line to fight for the British um, army instead they were used as like labourers um, supplying like weapons and equipment to the front line and sometimes they'll be like building like railway lines and um, and doing like hospital runs and that as well um, I remember at uni because um, one of the units I did we looked at we looked at like the role of empire in the Caribbean I remember reading somewhere someone saying that the the black soldiers and the Indian soldiers were used on the front line as basically like cannon fodder can- like can- cannon fodder What's like that? When you when you let off a cannon, yeah, the thing that like basically the ground that it falls into, yeah. the buffer to, to to protect like the the main thing, the main people. So they were used as the pawns. They were basically almost, almost spilt my shiraz, mate. Oh my days! <laughs> they were um they were used uh, as pawns to sacrifice. So 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 we weren't on we weren't allowed to fight on the front line. No no no, there was no fighting. There but, was no fighting in Europe. But but we were allowed to basically be be the pawns, yeah. the shield. Yeah, the logic behind the fighting. Now it it this didn't always stay exactly the case in um in World War Two, but definitely in World War One, yeah. Um, it was it was seen as like basically a betrayal of like of the European race. You have to remember. Well, I don't say you have to remember. Um. Eugenics was very popular. Basically, they were racist at the time. They, they, were, they were white supremacists in some ways, yeah? Um, eugenics was still a very popular theory. Yeah. And it was yeah. seen as a betrayal of, like, European, like, like supremacy, like, ra- the racial order to arm black soldiers to fight against other, like, white soldiers that in Europe. Mad. So in World War One and in World War Two, the soldiers, black soldiers were, for the most part, n- not really used, especially the British ones not really used um, for direct conflict, conflict so nice. they were sacrificed instead. Um, and then, like, they were, they were, it's crazy as well, like, they were never really, um, they were never really recognised for that. There, so towards the end of the war, there were two battalions that, that fought in the, in, the, in the Ottoman Empire. But for a long time, like, the British West Indies Regiment was never really noticed or, you know, spoken about. Um, and it's the same for like World War Two as well. I'd, you know Windrush Square in Brixton, right? Second. Windrush Square in Brixton. Yeah. The square where the wind was rushed upon the shore. I'm dead. Hey, <laughs> the waves of black migration. Trust. <laughs> Thumping on the streets of Brixton. Anyway, in Making in Windrush Square, known. yeah. Huh? Making their presence known. Hey, we look about we what? We, I don't know what to say. Talawa, you do know, man. What's that again? We look, we look about we Talawa. Raw, I must not be Jamaican fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's bad sayings my mum would come out. She's like, you know that one? I'm like, no. She's like, you're not Jamaican. I'm like, I must not be. You know what I mean? Oh, when I was back then, you lot weren't talking like that to me. I didn't know them, them <laughs> sayings, bro. Like, not all of them anyways, but, yeah, you know, some of them. But some of the ones would just sound crazy. But yeah, go on, sorry. But no, it's cool, man. Um, If you go to, if you go to fucking Windrush Square, 
in um in Brixton, you see that only recently in the last few years that they've put up a memorial to the black soldiers of World War One and Two, um and the Commonwealth funds as well. Because remember, um, see of those three million, uh, soldiers mm. that came from the British Empire, more than a million of them are from India. Mad. One million. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. That's absolutely That's fucking absolutely crazy. Mad. And it was more in World War Two. Um, but yeah, they were honoured. And also, I, before I forget, like African soldiers as well, like um, soldiers from Africa, there were 250,000 volunteers. Um, now, with this one, with these, it was kind of interesting because these were often fighting um, because they were fighting over um, German, like colonial territory, basically, in East Africa and West Africa um, because the European soldiers couldn't really handle the climate. So they were used there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what kind of climate was it? It's <laughs> tropical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, go on. It's tropical. Um, uh, but then, uh, um, so it's their main role, like they provided equipment um, and then they also fought alongside them as well. Um yeah, so so the British Army um, by 1918 was mainly made up of like other African soldiers um, and there was fighting taking place in Nigeria, the Gold Coast, Sierra Leone mm. um, and then King's African Rifles Unit from Kenya, um, Uganda and Nyasaland, which is now known as, as Malawi. So there was a pretty big presence of us like, you know, you know, all over yeah. um, um, fighting for Britain. By World War Two. By World War Two, yeah. but let me give me give me one sec. Let me oh, give okay, you the World okay, War okay, Two okay, One minute. We back and we back and we back. Who's that? That's um, what's that dude's name? I don't. I have no idea. Chance the rapper. That's where you said. We, that. Oh snap! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We back and we back. That's that acid rap, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. on acid rap still. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Chance, yeah. where are you, man? Save us, yeah, save us, bro! Come, bro. come, rescue us from twenty twenty, man. Drop another, drop another acid rap, man. Yeah, not another one that I have a trust that came out last yeah. year, bro. That ah, you're shit. rude. <laughs> <laughs> Constructive criticism is helpful. Nah, do you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling. I wasn't really feeling. Sorry, um, no one was. A big day. Was it a big day or the big day? I'm. Even, I don't even remember what day. A big, big shit. I was. Damn, you're a <laughs> harsh critic. <laughs> I said a big shit. It's got high standards for charts. Now, nah, bro, after I heard acid rap, I was like, bro, like I know your, I know your imagination can go wild. Do you know what I mean? So just give me, just give me some wild stuff. Do you know what I mean? I want to hear, you know, brassy, assy, shitty, plastic, shitty, plastic, that's neat, respect. Oh my god, what? Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama, mama think I stink. Hey. I got words in my hoodies. I only think I'm dang. I miss my cocoa, cocoa butter kisses. kisses. Hey, oh. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Or even the fucking um my draggy love me when I'm ugly, hug me when I'm above me, scrub me, I'm your hubby, let's get lost. Oh. Let's get lost. <laughs> oh my <laughs> days. Damn, I need a minute. I let go. She fell in love, then fell apart. I let go. She let her match. Her, let her match. What, bro? Hey. Yeah. Anyways. Listen. Yeah. Bro. Sorry. Wherever just... you are, yeah. <laughs> when we finish this, you need to jump on coloring book three. Yeah. Is that cool? I think it's coloring book. Coloring book. Yeah. Coloring jump book. on the coloring book after this. Spotify. Any good streaming platforms. Which is incidentally, but you'll be able to find this podcast if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere else. Anywhere. Hey. Wait. We said Lost wasn't on coloring book. I don't uh, It's Asher Rap Oh sorry sorry Asher Rap I'm Asher so rap. sorry Man it's not Asher Rap I mean ch- check out Colin Book as well Yeah that too But <laughs> <laughs> Now Colin Book was actually good that was, I think Bro- that was the first one That I listened to Then I Then I Then you went back Yo, yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. no you showed me Asher Rap Yeah Asher Rap I was on that I couldn't get it anywhere Yeah Because it's only on YouTube right That piff For some reason I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> So I wait I just didn't listen to Chance the Rapper Basically until The Colin Book came out Yeah Listen to it because it was on Spotify. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then just every now and then went back to acid rap. Okay, okay. 
but now it's on Spotify. It has been for the last like two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's on, it's on Spotify now. Actually, yeah. wraps on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's dope still. Check, yeah, check it out. out. Check it out. That was a that was a beautiful time in my life. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that was a mad tangent as well. So what I was saying, yeah. <laughs> ten thousand soldiers. Yeah, World War Two. You must World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. You went all all kinds of places. World War Two. Yeah, there were ten thousand soldiers from the Caribbean that fought for Britain during World War Two, um, and they were stationed across across the continent. Um, and again, they, 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 they provided, you know, a great amount of support. This time it was larger numbers and a lot of them stayed um, in Britain. In fact, a lot of them stayed in Britain after World War One as well. Um, I find that kind of proper interesting. Like, you know, there were black, there were, I mean, there have been black people in this country for a long time, but yeah. there were black soldiers in Liverpool, Cardiff, like all of the kind of like port cities around England yeah, yeah, yeah. in 1918, 19. And right. they stayed. Um Okay. And 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 fathered children and, yeah. and and you know started generations of of, of 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 people here. Um what was I saying? So yeah, there were like over 10,000 soldiers during World War 2 that that contributed massively um to the war effort <clears throat> including this dude called Victor Brown, who was a member of the Royal Navy. He joined in 1941. Um and he is actually lucky or he was lucky to to remain alive because he was actually in a in a ship that was torpedoed in the north atlantic by the Fuck nazis yeah, no. um in 1942 um that was torpedoed yeah man it's crazy hey, I, listen i would not want to be in war you know mm. so so what the different kind of like dynamic with oh, world war Two, as things continued uh as the war progressed they they started to ask for more soldiers than than like previously so there were more they, were, they had more like a visible effort across the across the different fields of war um but yeah man i just wanted to i just wanted to to, to represent them yeah, share yeah, a yeah. spread a shine little spotlight on them on remembrance sunday or in the run-up too i didn't i didn't i didn't obviously they they, they, ain't, they haven't taught that in school i don't i, have, I don't remember learning about there being black soldiers in world war one and and world war two do you know what i mean and how and how they were used or do you know what i mean yeah. like i don't remember hearing any of that like i remember learning about well i remember learning about the wars and what happened but you know certain certain type of intricacies like we said before like certain stuff is brushed under the rug and you actually have to um do a little bit of digging do you know what i mean to find them do you know what bro that's actually like one of the reasons yeah why i'm actually happy that i studied history when i was in school i'm not gonna lie when you actually you know like, like we talk about this information do you know what i mean when you just know certain things, um, I guess you I guess you move in a certain way and you, 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 you're able to have your own opinions on stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean, Hank. I couldn't agree with you more. It's that knowledge, that acquisition of knowledge that allows us to have proper opinions of the world around us. All right, well, that was the end of episode eight of the Free Birds podcast. We were soldiers. Very much hope you enjoyed. Make sure that you check out check us out on the socials at the Free Bros Podcast or at the Free Bros Pod on most of the uh, all the good platforms out there. And what I need you to do as well, I need you to come and check out check us out. Sorry, in a week's time for the extra bits. There's a couple little conversations, a Got bit a of flows. Sign. You know what I'm saying? That didn't quite didn't quite make the cut Feel for me. this episode, but they still have value. So what we done? We're gonna throw them into their own little special. So next week Sunday, you're gonna look out for. Episode 8, We Were Soldiers, The Extra Bits. But until then, peace and love. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you soon.